This is Sports Jam, and as we prepare for the Super Bowl matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, we have a special guest for you today. Guitarist, prolific composer, former music director of the Tonight Show band, Philadelphia native, and lifelong Eagles fan, Kevin Eubanks joins us. Kevin, great to see you. What's up? Great to be here. Great to be here like this. Do you remember the first Eagles game you watched on television or were in the stands? Wow. When I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, I I would see some of the games. I didn't see all of them. We used to have the cards, the everything. And my dad would, uh, he'd do the same thing for the Eagles in the 76ers. I think it was the Warriors back then. And um, and so, because we had to go to bed early <laughs> and he would tape it on the wall so when the first thing we would see when we wake up would be who won the games the, the night before so i would always know if the eagles won or didn't win and we'd have my brother robin we would all have the cards from phillies eagles the sixers you know so all of that just blurred in together because we were just so so deep into uh Philly sports, you know. I imagine being on the West Coast right now, the the whole Niners vibe going into the NFC Championship game, did it make you feel uncomfortable? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I went to um, I went to a store to get some something from Apple Store, and um, and the guy that was coming over to help me, and I had my Eagles hat on, and he was you know kind of talking really low and. Oh uh, yeah, can I help you? Can I help you? And and so I said, "Okay, are you all right? You good, man?" And and uh, I said, "You just seem like you're a little down." So so I just said, "I'm guessing you're not an Eagles fan." He said, "I said so." I said, "So you either is to see the two of them you can be you either Dallas man or 49ers." And he said, I'm 49ers. I'm 49ers. Why did we do this? Why did we do that? Well, he went through the whole thing. You know, I'm just listening to him. He just couldn't wait to let this out on someone. And uh, I said, so, all right, well, who's coming in second? He says, well, I don't really have a second, but I'm hoping the Eagles win. I said, all right. You bonded. and we were cool ever since then. He was, we were talking fun, and, and all of a sudden, his whole face lightened up, and everything was cool. We we got it good, you know. But out here, Forty ers I mean, they have so many, uh, you know, what they have the the Raiders had out here, the Forty Nine, you know, the, you know, the Chargers, Rams, every, you know. And here we come with with the Eagles hat on. <laughs> Well, I say you, get used to it, man. This this is your year to celebrate because uh, your team is is fabulous. And you know when you you think about Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, you know what a yeah. season he's had. He does perform like a jazz musician. He is very improvisational with his feet and his arm. Yeah. He makes yeah. something out of nothing. Can you talk about? You know, I've heard many musicians talk about it on the show about the connection between sports and music and especially jazz obviously you have to agree well part of it is that some 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 of these things and you hear some of the commentators say this 
that you can't teach someone this. You can't teach. I mean, they get better at what they do. But the thing that comes up and makes them improvise and um, is something that's in them. And the more confidence they have, the more they just try things and try things. So a lot of that is, is the same way. Once you start learning certain things musically, once you get more confidence, you have your own sound and the people that are around you, the other musicians around you, and I'm assuming the other um, athletes around you, the other the ball players around you, say he's going to come up with something. Give him enough time, give him some room. And after a while, you start, that's how you start feeling it. And then it just starts going, just starts going. And I'm completely 100% down with the Eagles. But now, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's got to have a band too because yeah. he can come up with some things and throw it behind his head or just toss it out here when, it, when he's getting ready to get thrown down. So these two have some similarities in, in dealing with things. So I love the fact that you never know what's going to happen. If somebody's not open, they can go this way, that can go that way. And so it makes the whole game look really exciting because you don't necessarily know what they're going to do. So in the same thing musically, a lot of times you just go along with the flow of it and come up with some things and, and other people in the band or some people and some other uh, people that are on, on the fields, they come up with some things too. They come back for the ball. They do this. They do that. You know, it's. And I just think that's human nature. You have your plan, but then what actually really happens? <laughs> you know, you know, everybody's got their plan worked out. Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Nah. Of all the wonderful people that you played with on stage, who threw you the most? And you went, what? <laughs> Oh my God! That I mean, is, a you know, you, you you talked about you never know what to expect on the field and and on the stage too. That is so true. I'm gonna go back to uh, um, Sam Rivers, right? And uh, I met Sam Rivers, uh, Sam Rivers at the air at the airport. I never met Sam before. And he said, "Oh, you want you you you, you, you want to go out with me? You want to do? It? I'm there. Just just let you know." And that's the first time I met him was at the airport. Before you know it, we're talking about everything: comets, planets, this and that. You know, do this, do that. I'm the comet. Your tail. If I'm if I'm flying on a on a you know making up something, I'm I'm pushing it up. But I need you to give me that. You know, when you see the tail on the end of the comet, that keeps the flight going. That keeps them going. You know, and everything. He says, I said, don't look at me. Just listen to me. Just do that. And he said, I'll listen to you and blah, blah. And everybody starts listening. And, and before you know it, that's just what you expected. You're not going to, you don't know what's going to happen. And it became one of the wonderful things about it. So uh, playing with musicians like that is just amazing. And they give you confidence that, that you come up with whatever is necessary to keep the energy going to where it's going, whether it's a slow song, whether it's this, whether it's that, all that musicians like that. I love uh, to play with musicians like that. And I also love playing, uh, not, not, I haven't played with them, but that I'm listening to is um, Silk Sonic. I love the way they handle things. 
the choreography and the things, the funk that's in it, that this is in it. I mean, they are getting into it. They're really getting into it more and more and more. And I want to feel the uh, jazz component in that, that they're they're coming up with different things. They, even if it's a song that's back in the day and the way they turn it into something new. So a lot of the musicians that I work with now, um, when I work with Dave Holland a lot, it's the same thing we come up with. with so Dave is playing electric bass now, so I'm saying, Dave, come on, man, let's hit it. Like, <laughs> and uh, we'll just come up with something. And he said, no, man, let's just play it. It's gonna be good. It's just awesome music. So it's it's all, so when I'm playing with people like Eric Harlan or uh, Smitty Smith and people like, so you feel that when you have these these kind of musicians, my brother is the same, Robin, he can, you know, trombone blows my mind. This guy is incredible. And all we have to do is start playing and things come up. But if someone to play this particular song, so let's do an intro into it. Let's see where it goes. So all of that, you start seeing that happen um, in sports. Um, I saw a, a, a documentary called, um, what was it called? The uh, the uh, Point Gods of Point Point Gods of New York. You ever seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh man, you got to check it out. You, if you want to see some um, ball players making up things on the schoolyard on in college, they all. You know, and they get to, and a lot of them get to the pros, and some of them are, they come up with all kinds of things. You know, it's like watching when, uh, when they bring the ball up when they're doing, and, you know, a friend of mine called me, uh, uh, did I tell Obed or Obed called me? Anybody, anyway. And, and I turned it on and it was unbelievable. It was so creative what they're doing. So it's in, it's in people. People are, um, people come up with new things. And once you get confidence in it and confidence that you can, you can uh, just feel something and go after and do it. And um, you don't think about it so much, you just execute it. You just go ahead and do it. And once you get confidence in that, then you feel like, wow, I don't even know what I just did, but that was really fun and people, <laughs> Like that, you know, so it. I think people are just that way. You know, people can come up with a great idea about something, and um, I, I just love it when people are are creative about things. You make me think of past guest on Sports Jam, one of my favorites of all time, one of the greatest innovators and street ball players, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Uh, watching Black Magic, you know, watch that documentary if you haven't seen that about the great Earl Monroe. But oh, um, I would love to see that. Yeah, and he, he, he yeah. on the show on Sports Jam, he talked about his wonderful relationship with Miles Davis, <laughs> and it was just it was just incredible. Yeah, they were good friends. They uh, spent a lot of time together. Let's talk about your favorite Eagles player of all time, Timmy Brown. Yes, back in the day, Timmy Brown, and that might just be because that's the guy that I just kept, you know, I always wanted to get a shirt. I always wanted to do this. It just, uh, it just stuck with me. Mm -hmm. So always, 
fix uh, Timmy Brown. Uh, kind of like in the Phillies, it was it was uh, Richie Allen. And but I think it's just when you when you just get old enough to like really appreciate somebody, and that person sticks to you for a long because there's so many great, you know, what Fletcher Cox, Jalen Rowe, you know, you know, it's it's after a while they they stick to you, but you go back, you go back to that. And it's it's really uh I always wanted Timmy Brown shirts. I always wanted, you know, uh Richie Allen and, and people like that, you know, uh Hal Greer from yeah. the Sixers, you know. Yeah. It it all, you know, you got old enough to go, oh, that person touched you and you don't know why it just was like that. And it just stays, it just stays that way. You it's know funny that you mentioned Dick Allen, because I think he was he's one of the the greats that never got his due. You know, everybody knows that Richie Allen was a great player, but talk about him as much as they should as being, you know, one of the all-time great players. If you were putting together a Kevin Eubanks Eagles quartet, (laughs) now these, these can be current or past Eagles players. Who would join you? Who would be the three Eagles players past or present? That would join you on the stage, and what would they play, and why? All right, Fletcher Cox, he's gonna be the drummer. <laughs> he, he's gonna be doing the drummer, so we gotta keep up with this guy. And if um, we need somebody to uh, um, to come up with new stuff, to come here and there, and you know, so we know that's gonna be Jalen Hurts. He's just going to, we don't know what's going to happen. The drummer, you know, he's got to keep up, but keep the power going in it and, and keeping, and somebody that you're going to be consistent and keep doing it and keep consistent. And I can't do it without Timmy Brown. That's like having Art Blakey, you know, it's going to be on point. It's going to be there. And that's one of the early figures that just turned me on and said, oh, I want to be in that. And my job would just be, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do, but I would just say, hey, you know, when you guys get on the field, can I play the anthem for you guys? Because <laughs> they, they, they probably won't need me in the band. It'd just be the three of them. So, because uh, so I, I wish I was doing the anthem at the uh, at the Super Bowl. Oh, man, I love playing the uh, anthem for I've done it for the Sixers. I did a, a few times in the Sixers. Phoenix Suns. Was great playing in that and uh, uh, the arena there. The floor was so beautiful. You play one note, it rings like crazy, and you can just take your time and you just seduce all the audience and they just take your time, and it, the sound just rings like crazy. I did the uh, the Lakers when when um, uh, Iverson 
or he's going against the, the Lakers. And I used to wear all the uh, all the Sixers gear, Eagles gear, all the Phillies gear and stuff. So then when we were, remember when they playing the championship, right? Sure, sure. And uh, so they were doing one here. And I said, can I get tickets to the game? They said, what do you mean get tickets to the game? Why don't you call your team to get you tickets to the game? Don't ask us for tickets to the and they were serious you know wow no so, respect for kevin eubanks there and that, so i called i called back to uh, inquire somebody in philly and i said they won't even let me be on the side court side and you know and they hooked me up philly the the uh uh sixers they hooked me up with this and that and they made a big deal out of it you know so we had fun well, one time they asked me to play the anthem for the Lakers game. Sixers wasn't even playing. It was just another. So I said, yeah, sure. I, I like playing the anthem for the, uh, you know. They, I played the anthem. They put me in a seat that was so far back, behind the backboard, up in the. <laughs> Word had so, got out oh, from the Lakers fan. I could see. Um, so the next time they call me to do something, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to spin around, and I'm going to be this. That's what now, we want to see. Let's, let's go to the game. Let's let's. If we get this Super Bowl, I'm going to be walking around like this. People are going to just be the, the game's over. Can you take this stuff off? No, <laughs> this is this is it. We have to do this one. We have to. And by the way, there's so many people in Philly that love Pittsburgh Steelers. From back in the day, I mean, it was it was either Eagles or it was the Steelers. Every now and then, somebody would say Dallas. They would mumble. They wouldn't really like come out with with that, you know. And so, uh, and don't forget, they were the Steagles at one point. What? Yeah, both teams. Yeah. Early on, they they were the Steagles at one point. Really? Yeah. I had no. I never heard that. Yeah. Early on, very early on. Now we're talking way before you and my oh, time. Oh man, I need to. I need to warm up. <laughs> I love the. I love the look though, and I apologize for all my Steelers stuff. I don't have any Eagles stuff, Kevin. <laughs> Christian <laughs> McBride right. has seen. Christian McBride has seen all my Steelers stuff, and he usually goes, <laughs> you know, gives me the thumbs down. But, but you know, I. I got to ask you, you know, in addition to your club concert touring, you started to present at conferences and and around the country, not only as a musician, but also as a motivational speaker to people of all ages. So you're in the Eagles locker room and you got that hat on, right? You're in the Eagles locker room before the big game this Sunday. Give us a taste of what you would say to the team and the coaching staff. Oh, oh, um, just feel everything that is needed. Just feel yourself through it. Um, it's don't overthink. I'm just talking about as a musician, I would say, if I'm doing a you know a great show that's coming up with some great musicians, and I just I just want to get out of my own way. I just want to feel off the person next to me. If this if the drummers having a wonderful feel that way keep the groove with it keep this going on and then when it's time when it sparks up on it 
just go for it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. You feels like you're improvising, but it's really just written out. It's just coming out of you. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Don't think about winning. Don't think about losing. Don't think about, oh, I'm going to have a nice solo. Or I'm going to have great rhythm behind a horn player. Make Let, let the, uh, the horn player feel good. Don't get in the way. But, you know, check out. If somebody's starting to be, you know, wow, they're playing and playing, they need a little break off, then it's time for me to do something. So it's a team. It's a, it's a it's a band. Everything I wanted to do when I was a kid, I wanted to be a band. I wanted to be a part of a band. I wanted to, um, you know, so everybody leaned on each other. Everybody was was really happy and and felt good, and energized from the other person that's doing something. Oh, it's sounding great tonight, you know. And you just feel. And sometimes it's just I'm going to put rhythm behind it and make that feel better. And and if that makes the whole the whole thing feel better than I did my job. I did good. And, you know, so, oh, you didn't play much tonight. I didn't have to play. <laughs> it's in three-pointers all night, you know, playing trumpet tonight. I'm, you know, I'll get them tomorrow. But tonight, <laughs> tonight you get, and you have to, you know, be be thankful for that. So it's a team that that um, everybody, the coaches, that everybody, the, all of that, that works and um don't let the, the 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 people's opinion about it you know you're on the field you be yourself because once you once you're being yourself mm, it's hard to stop it's hard to stop mm. you you mentioned a, a very key word that we hear a lot of people talk about when they're talking about getting going you know the, that first drive is you got to get into a rhythm. So you talk about it. You know, that's exactly what they talk about. That offense needs to get into a rhythm. I wanted to ask you, we're speaking with the incredible Kevin Eubanks here on Sports Jam. When you started with Jay Leno on The Tonight Show, did he have any idea just how personable you were? Because he knew you were a great guitarist and band leader. But did he realize, I mean, did he know what, what you would become? Because... You became so much a part of that show. People have loved your personality for years, Kevin. But did he have that knowledge going in? We didn't know each other. And Jay's a very, you know, you know, he, he talks to a lot of different people. He's really, you know, personable with people and they want to talk to him and things, you know. And after a while, you know, we'd see each other in the hallway. We would start this. We would start talking. And little by little, we just started, it was just easy to talk with him. And he's easy to talk with anybody, really. And um, so I started talking more and more. I was like way more shy about it. And we just started talking more and more about things like that. And I always, um, as most people, love comedy and and stuff like that. When, when you're on the road with musicians, you know, everybody has the funniest stuff. You're traveling together and you're out on the road and people, <laughs> you start cracking up. <laughs> so people start telling you things. And said, man, when I came in, something happened at the airport and they did the, you know, so everything turns into a sense of humor about it. So I think it was just a natural thing that started, that started happening. And he would just say, do whatever you feel like doing. So just, just be yourself. Just, you know, and we just started doing a little bit more and a little bit more. 
and I would go see his shows and see just how the rhythm goes. And, and I'm checking the audience and it's like, Oh, Oh man, this guy, he, Jay just, he just does it and does it and does it. And that, and, and it, and after a while I started getting the rhythm of it and things like that. So it just started to be like a band. It just started, you know, we, you know, just naturally just leaned on each other and um, it just got more and more. So it's not something that we had to really try to, at least I didn't, I just said, just, just get more relaxed, more relaxed, you know, cause he's, you know, just great at, at what he does. I went down the video, so I can't even show you the box her film comes in. <laughs> I don't know if you could bring her home to mom, but I think dad might be thrilled. <laughs> well, see, I, I, you, I, is this real? <laughs> it's real. Kev, I didn't know. She just said, she's, a, and she's very nice. I'm not saying her, anything man. bad. I just wanted to. You I, I know your mom. I didn't want your mom to be walking past. This sucks, man. I went to uh, see him uh, last night at Comedy and Magic last night. And it was great, you know, and I. <laughs> I had to write him back and say that was a great set, wow. <laughs> you know. So, and those kind of things that um, make it, you know, it makes you feel comfortable where you're at and what you're doing, and it just flows into it and flows into it. And and it's been a while, and we still work together, and we, uh, and uh, you know, enjoy it. I want to ask you, and, and I don't want to keep you much longer, but I want to ask you about your music. But before we do that. This wonderful personality that that you have, you know, you come from this musical family with your mom, brothers. Where did you get that? Did 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 mom teach you anything about being personable? Was it was it inside you? Where did it come from? I was not personable. I was very shy. I would not even walk into a room if there was other people in the room. My mother's teaching piano lessons and. The students that are coming in late, they would be in the living room and I would be upstairs in my room and I would be afraid to just even walk downstairs and walk past the students that were going to go next. And I just waited till everybody left before I came out of my, you know, my room, you know, Robin and I, Robin was cool. He was much better at that than I was. And I would just stay in the room. I was just so shy, which is why I could never sing, which I couldn't. You know, I didn't like to dance, but I love watching people dance. And so, you know, but I was always too shy for that. So and I, I got more and more into um, uh, playing music. And it's just kind of strange that I would get into music, but I was always just way too shy. But the more I started playing, the more I started, you know, meeting other musicians and going to college and going to it, you know, starting to do some records and things like that. And after a while, it was it was getting a little bit better. But it was all, I think it was much more um, the case when it was, when I got involved with TV. And um, that opened a lot of things up. That, that really, you know, just naturally started happening because everybody was, is, you know, they talk to you about things They talk about this and how actors talk about how they deal with 
and a um, a character that they would have to do. Then I would listen and I would listen to musicians when they're doing interviews, and some of them were just really really funny. And uh, so personalities started coming out. But I think it was more of once I got involved with um, television personalities that helped it come up because I was really. Um, even to to this day, I'm a, uh, probably a bit more shy than, you know, I have friends that I said, I wish I could be that person. They they can talk about anything. They go, oh, man, you know, you should be here. You, should, you know, and, and, I would, and I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, though? What a, what a great story about the power of music and building confidence and getting into your setting. I mean, that's a great story, Kevin. I know that, you know, you, you ended the, the Tonight Show gig because you wanted to work on, you know, more music and more projects. What do you want to tell us about that? It is, uh, it's all about listening to, to other musicians, really. Different kinds of music, not just jazz music, which, of course, I love. There's, there's other, um, th- there's so much music from around the world, not to mention just, you know, the the music that comes out of, you know, this country or West Africa or, um, and once you, you shut off all the, you know, what's good, what's not good, what you're used to, what you're not used to, once you just open up things in you and you just, you, you, you listen without thinking. Once you start thinking why you're listening, you it just doesn't all go in. You just you just sit there and listen. You're not judging it, and you you say, "Oh, that is so different and so beautiful." And to hear um, people that sing and just the tone of their voice touches you, and it reminds me of nature. Uh, I mean, at some point we say, "Oh, well, well, can I get involved in that, or do I do this?" Or but after a while. So that's not important. It's um, to be in, you know, influenced by all the music that that touches you. Um, so, I, I in jazz now. I I would like to hear more blues and jazz. I'd like to feel that a little bit more. I'd like that to happen. I listen to um, Silk Sonic. I love the way that they do things. How they handle things how they uh, they have a, a, a sense of um, humor in what they're doing. Bruno Mars sounds wonderful singing. And um, Anderson Park, you know, the way the, the, the funk in it, the groove in it and everything, you know. Then I listen to, oh, I listened to um, Diana Ross uh, back in the day when she sang my... And I listen to her sing that, you know, my favorite things. It's like, oh, it just it just sounded like it was yesterday. So all of it and then it just comes into you and it never stops. It's like the ocean. It just won't stop. It's it's never over. Uh, so um you just feel refreshed by so many different things. So um, it's, it's a wonderful experience. We look forward to more music from Kevin Eubanks. So before I let you go, one final question. 
What's the <laughs> score in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Here's the score. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the Eagles win. You got a score for us? That's the score. We <laughs> it win. Does, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as it's a victory. That's it. We win. We're going nuts. We're doing that's the what's the score? Who cares? <laughs> we uh, won the second Super Bowl in five years. Yes, that's us. That's the that's the score. <laughs> Eagles fan. That's Kevin it. Eubanks here on Sports Jam. Thanks so much, Kevin. Great talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, for you know, letting me apply to Sports Jam. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. In is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the past shows by going to wbgo.org slash sportsjam or wbgo.org slash studios. You can also hear Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Coming up in our next edition, Bobby Watson, the jazz mayor of Kansas City, will join us to talk about the Chiefs' efforts in the Super Bowl. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.